This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK. Audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Kamara Smion with the news. The headlines. President Klaus Johannes represents Romania in Brussels and extraordinary meeting of the European Council. Almost 120 Romanian rescuers accompanied by specially trained dogs, equipment and transport vehicles are participating in the international effort to help the Turkish population, severely affected by Monday's earthquakes. And the Romanian government has today organized a conference about the benefits of the member countries of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which Romania wants to join. President Klaus Johannes represents Romania in Brussels in the extraordinary meeting of the European Council. Russia's war against Ukraine, the economic situation in the European Union and migration are the three important topics to be discussed this weekend by the leaders of the 27 member states. According to the presidential administration in Bucharest during the Council meeting, the commitment of the EU and its member countries to support Ukraine at all levels will be reiterated, as well as the commitment to continue to hold the Russian Federation responsible for the invasion of the neighboring country. At the same time, the European leaders will analyze the best solutions at European level to ensure the competitiveness of the EU's economy in the short and long term. The death toll of the earthquakes that hit Turkey and Syria on Monday continues to rise, exceeding 16,000 dead on Thursday, and the chances of survival for the people trapped under the rubble are diminishing. The bad weather and cold are complicating the rescuer's task, given that the first 72 hours are crucial to find survivors, according to the head of the Turkish Red Crescent, Kerem Kinik. Twitter has become inaccessible to Turkey's main mobile telephony providers amid growing online criticism of the authorities' handling of the tragedy. We had difficulties at the beginning with the airports and on the roads, but we are better today tomorrow we will be even better. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan said on the eve apparently to diffuse the population's anger over the slow reaction of his regime. In power since 2003 and a candidate for a new mandate in the May presidential election, Erdogan also announced the distribution of 10,000 Turkish lira, the equivalent of about 494 euros, to each family affected by the earthquake. Romania has sent a second search and rescue team to those areas from Turkey devastated by strong earthquakes at the beginning of the week. Currently, there are almost 120 Romanian rescuers on the ground, accompanied by specially trained dogs, equipment and transport vehicles. 
Bucharest decided to send humanitarian aid also to Syria, which was also seriously affected by earthquakes. On the other hand, 26 Romanian citizens who requested support to return home were repatriated. According to the Romanian Foreign Ministry, there are no Romanian citizens among the victims of the earthquakes in Turkey. More on this issue after the news. Romania's accession to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, is the next step on the country's way to modernization, development and prosperity, the Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă said Thursday in Bucharest at the conference organized by the government on the benefits that member countries of this organization have. This event marked one year since the start of Romania's accession process to the OECD. Romania's accession to the OECD has become a major foreign policy objective and a strategic objective of the country after accession to the EU and NATO, Nicolae Ciucă stated, recalling that the organization has under its umbrella states that represent over 70% of world trade and approximately 90% of the capital investment's value. Regarding the current economic situation in Romania, the Prime Minister recalled that in 2022, the gross domestic product increased by almost 50 billion euros as compared to the previous year, which is a significant increase. The Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said Thursday in Brussels in the plenum of the European Parliament that the defense of the Ukrainian territory against the Russian invasion also represented the defense of Europe. We are defending ourselves against the most anti-European force of the modern world, he said. Zelensky also expressed his belief that his country would join the EU after winning the war against Russia. At the same time, he thanked the European Parliament for the help Ukraine receives from the EU to defend itself against the Russian invasion. Today, Zelensky is participating in Brussels in a summit of the EU heads of state and government. He is on a surprise tour of Europe and left his country for the second time since the start of the Russian invasion on February 24, 2022, after a first trip to Washington in December. And that's the news. And now we have a special announcement. On February 13th, we mark World Radio Day. This year's edition is themed Radio and Peace. War as an antonym to peace signifies an armed conflict between countries or groups within a country, but may also translate into a conflict of media narratives. The narrative can increase tensions or maintain conditions for peace in a given context. Since wars begin in the minds of men, it is in the minds of men that the defenses of peace must be constructed. On World Radio Day 2023, we invite you, dear friends, to send us short written or voice messages illustrating this theme radio and peace. We are looking forward to receiving your contributions at engl at rri.ro or on WhatsApp at 0040744312650. The most interesting of them will be included in special editions of our programs or will be posted on our social media. 120 Romanian rescuers with equipment and transport vehicles are currently on a mission to quake-hit Turkey. I'm Vlad Polku with a report by Stefan Stoika. After the devastating earthquake in Turkey, Romania quickly joined international teams dispatched on the ground to help local rescuers. Bucharest sent two search and rescue teams to the most affected areas in Turkey. 
Right now, some 120 Romanian rapid response rescuers are on the ground, accompanied by seven search dogs. A second team was dispatched Wednesday evening, in addition to special intervention vehicles. Raed Arafat, the head of the Department for Emergency Situations, gave us more details. The first team went in without vehicles. It was easier to pack the equipment separately. Turkish authorities provided them with transport and everything else they needed. But since pressure is mounting on our Turkish peers, we preferred our second team to be mobile, so we dispatched vehicles as well, so our teams can travel around easily. They will stay there for as long as it is necessary. If we need to rotate our teams or send additional logistic support, we will do so quickly with the help of our Air Force, with the hope we will save as many people as possible. Of course, we will continue to help our colleagues who are facing an unprecedented situation, Raed Arafat. Romanian search and rescue teams are coordinating with the European Civil Protection Mechanism, which has so far deployed 5,000 rescuers to Turkey. As regards Syria, Romania has decided to send humanitarian aid only for the time being, Raed Arafat said. The nature and volume of the assistance, as well as its transport, will be decided in the coming period, the Romanian official said. On the other hand, the Romanian foreign ministry continues to repatriate Romanian citizens from Turkey. Romania's embassy in Ankara is talking to dozens of Romanians who refused to repatriate, but wanted to stay in touch with Romanian authorities or ask questions regarding the latest developments. There are no Romanians among the victims of the quake, the Romanian Foreign Ministry spokesman Radu Filip has said. Fortunately, right now no Romanians have been killed in the quake. Of course, we need to take into account the scale of the disaster and the fact that the situation is evolving rapidly. We've had requests from Romanian citizens there, whether we're talking about groups or individuals. They asked for either consular assistance or to be repatriated. Our colleagues from the embassy will talk to everyone requesting assistance, information or repatriation and follow up on each request to the extent it is possible, Radu Filip said. No Romanians have so far filed repatriation requests from Syria. Romania received its second US-made Patriot system. I'm Cristina Madescu with this report by Leila Camil. Romania has purchased the most modern Patriot system hardware and software in operation, tested in combat and able to engage with all types of existing aerial threats. The purchase of these US-made systems was established in a law from 2017, providing for the creation of a ground-based air defense system as part of the essential endowment program High Surface-to-Air Missiles. Bucharest has already received the second of a total of four contracted systems as part of the first stage of the program to equip the Romanian army. These latest-generation systems contribute robust, credible, interoperable and flexible capability meant for the accomplishment of the missions of the Romanian army, said Defence Minister Angel Tulver, who visited, together with the Chief of Defence Staff Daniel Petrescu, the 74th Mihai Bravo Patriot Regiment. The two officials met the troops operating the two systems. 
Angel Tilver added that the four systems are part of the first stage of creating a latest generation ground-based air defense system capability that was tested in combat against tactical ballistic missiles and cruise missiles, and which is fully compatible with the NATO system. The two army officials were presented with the level of training of the unit's operating and maintenance staff, who will continue their training this year at the Air Defense Artillery School in the U.S., as well as in Romania, the defense minister said after this presentation. We need specialists. They are undergoing training programs, have completed such programs, and we are taking care that this occurs at a frequency and pace that allows us not to have dysfunctionality from this point of view. In fact, this is one of our constant concerns and also of other NATO armies, not to be short of specialists, because the modern way of approaching this field requires high specialization. The second Patriot system was delivered according to schedule during 2022, with its acceptance testing and reception taking place in December. The delivery of the next two began last year, with their testing and reception to take place by the end of April. The first system was delivered to the Romanian Air Forces in 2020 and has been carrying specific missions for the air and missile defense of the Romanian and NATO airspace since 2021. And that was Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. You're invited to listen to pop singer Ada and her latest hit, The Physicians.
să plâng că mă ții Să nu zic că, că mă plâns Rândind dinți pentru că am multe motive să mă duc Îngerii mei dragi oh, Îngerii mei De ce nu mă întrebați Vă pot da niște idei Traveler's Guide Hello and welcome to our tourism feature. I am Colin Kotsoyu. Today we are heading northwest to Bihor County. We start off in the county seat, Orada, a cosmopolitan city built around an ancient fortress with many heritage buildings and we head towards the most interesting tourist spots in the county. We will be discovering many traditions and craftsmen. For the last 18 years, tourist guide Mariana Negru shows tourists around Orada and the environs. Be they domestic or foreign, tourists have a lot to learn from a trip to Orada when it comes to history. This eclectic and cosmopolitan city has always had the power to renew and reinvent itself, keeping its relevance on historical maps. One of Orada's signature building is the most important Art Nouveau construction, a living museum. In February 2022, Orada won two awards in the European Best Destination standings, taking first place in the category Best Art Nouveau Destination in Europe and sixth place in the category Best European Destination. Starting in 2011, Orada has been included in the European network of Art Nouveau cities. There is a campaign in Orada called Dear Orada. The tourists who are repeat visitors to the city get gratuities. Starting on March the 1st, Orada resumes this campaign for the fourth time in a row. We offer tourists some discounts with assistance from Orada City Hall and among the benefits we offer tourists free access to objectives in Orada and free public transportation. Described in the 19th century as Little Paris, the city conserves and holds on to the charm of the Belle Epoque architecture granted by the mix of architectural styles.
clădirile impresionează prin dimensiuni o opulență, așa numită lor palatoră. The buildings impress were their size or opulence of the so-called Orada palaces. The historic cultural objectives that are the most appreciated are part of the Baroque complex, the biggest Baroque complex in Romania. At the same time, the fortification of Orada, with a millennium history, offers a special medieval experience. In the 15th century, it was the European center of humanism and the Renaissance. The citadel of Orada, for 203 years, was the fulcrum for drawing maps for great geographical discoveries. The Darvala Roche House is the only Art Nouveau building in Romania. As a novelty, the Freemason Temple, the only one of its kind in Europe, was opened in the building constructed in 1902 for the Orada Freemason Lodge. Close by we have the Boile Felix Spa Resort, a renowned European tourist center, the only year-round spa. Along the years, there are a few elements to plan your vacation around. These would lead to a better knowledge of the region, according to our guide, Mariana Negru. Of the major festivals, I would mention Festival Orada and the Medieval Festival. As one of the biggest medieval festivals in Europe, the Orada Festival brings to Romania for the first time a competition of medieval sports, confirming the success of previous editions. For three days, Orada Citadel will become a grand medieval residence, gathering together craftsmen, knights, foot soldiers, damsels, merry minstrels and fire eaters. Then we have the Art Nouveau Festival called Celebrate a Day, Admire a Life. The festival is the recommended period to visit the city. Tourists can enjoy lovingly offered original tours, film screenings, street art, art galleries, and more. As for the rest of the county, according to Mariana Negru, the Apusen Nature Park is one of the few cave areas with forested covering in Europe. These are fairy tale landscapes, unique. The village world of the Krajuli forest has its special charm. The local craftsmen are inviting tourists to share in their experience, at the same time tasting the local cuisine, traditional dishes, the cheese pies, the fruit preserves, the berry syrups, along with a barrel-aged plum brandy. At the same time, the caves are some of the most attractive tourist objectives in Krajuli Forest. This is the first tourist-friendly network of caves in Romania, containing Mina Farku Cave with crystals. The crystal cave in Mina is the only place in Romania where people can admire up-close natural crystals. You have been listening to Traveler's Guide. After please take your luggage and proceed to the domestic check-in area.
Coming up next... Generation 3.0 Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Today's edition of Generation 3.0 features Dorel Adrian Muti. He graduated from the Free University of Brussels in Belgium, where he also got a master's degree in IT. He was born on April 18, 1996, in Romania, in the town of Bistrița. He attended there the Corneliu Baba Fine Arts High School, and when he was in the seventh grade, the family decided to settle in in Belgium. My dad was already there. He had been working in construction, and it had become difficult to live apart, so we decided to all move there and be together. My mum, my brother and myself joined him in Belgium in 2010. My mum is also working in Belgium as a housemaid. The family lives in Waterloo, a francophone town in Wallonia. He continued his studies in Brussels at the Athene Royal de la Rive Gauche, and he recalls how the adjustment was. At first you do feel like a stranger, and it takes a while to adjust, but we did it. We also learned French. As a child, it's easier to learn a foreign language, so it didn't take long. I had a rougher time for about a month or two. I had poor grades in school because I couldn't speak French. Had I known the language, it would have been great. Dorel Adrian Muti misses Romania sometimes, as he still has friends there, and he would like to be able to go home more often. The family usually goes back once every two or three years. But in 2022, they managed to come to Romania both in the summer and in the fall. Last summer, we went to Bistrița, where I was born, and then we visited several members of our extended family, aunts, uncles. I miss the village of Sarata in particular, because there I would often go as a child to visit my grandparents. Romania is a beautiful country. It's just poorly managed in some parts, and that is a bit disappointing. But I felt at home in Romania because members of my family are there, and they are so dear to me. Romania is indeed a beautiful country, with beautiful and kind people. Of course, Dorel Adrian also thinks about his future. I'm thinking of working for a while in Belgium, save some money and then buy a house in Romania. I don't know exactly where, but definitely in nature, somewhere green. I could work in the IT field in Romania as well, and I know that my parents too would like to go back to the country, because it's not easy for them here. They want to stay longer enough just to make sure me and my brother are okay, that we have everything we need and we create something for us. Sometimes I dream of going back and help turn Romania into a better country, but it's hard. There should be many of us willing to join forces and do that. You have been listening to Generation 3.0.
Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Flash. I'm Eugen Nasta. Romanian women's volleyball team CSM Lugos, as an absolute first, have got through to the Challenge Cup's semi-finals. On Wednesday, CSM Lugos succeeded a 3-1 win against Belgium's Asterix Avo Beveren. The fixture counted towards the second leg of the quarter-finals, where a call CSM Lugos had also won the first leg away from home 3-2. In news from tennis, Romanian Monica Niculescu and Japan's Miu Kato on Wednesday have advanced to the quarterfinals of the WTA tournament in Dubai, an event with $780,000 in prize money. In the round of 16, Niculescu and Kato defeated Norwegian Chilean pair made of Ulrike Akeri and Alexa Guarachi 6-2-6-4. In the quarterfinals, Niculescu and Kato go against fourth-seeded pair made of China's Zhou Chuan Jiang and Russia's Vera Zvonareva. CSM Oradea Water Polo team has been eliminated from the LEN EuroCup European competition by the Greek opponent Spanionios. In the quarterfinals return leg on Wednesday, CSM Oradea grabbed a 13-8 home win. Coming from behind, as in the first leg in Athens, CSM sustained a 5-10 defeat. In the penalty shootouts, Spanionios succeeded 7 goals, while CSM Oradea 6. In the Champions League in men's handball, in a Group A fixture, this past Wednesday, FC Porto grabbed a 32-23 home win against Dinamo Bucharest. The holders Dinamo, it was the most serious defeat in the ongoing season, at the hands of bottom-of-the-table team FC Porto, who have thus succeeded their first win in the league's group stage. Also on Wednesday, Danish team Gudmek grabbed a 37-36 away win against Hungarian team Veszprem. In Croatia, French team Paris Saint-Germain defeated PPD Zagreb 33-30. This coming Thursday, Dynamo played Paris Saint-Germain away from home. Through rounds ahead of the end of the league's group stage, Dynamo Bucharest are fifth placed in the rankings. Playing straight in the Champions League's quarterfinals are the first and the second placed teams in groups A and B. Third, fourth, fifth and sixth placed teams compete in the playoffs according to a round-robin system. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. Coming up next in the program, here is music of Romania. I'm Eugen Nasta. We have prepared for today a fine choice of rare recordings stored in the Romanian Peasant Museum's ethnophonic collection. To begin with, here is a medley of traditional dance tunes from Transylvania, performing as a band of fiddlers from Transylvania. Yeah, 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 
You're invited to listen to a medley of traditional real dance tunes from Moldavia, included on the second CD as part of the Ethnophony collection, performing as a peasant brass band from Moldavia. <laughs> We end Music of Romania with a love song performed by a famous traditional music combo from Klejan, a village in southern Romania.
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a fresh edition of our weekly feature in the spotlight with me, Daniel Bills, at the microphone. Today, we are going to have a look into the latest international developments involving Romania and its structures. Stay tuned. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs welcomed the 14th anniversary on February the 3rd this year of the 2009 ruling of the International Court of Justice in The Hague, ICJ, in the Black Sea Maritime Delimitation case. The ICJ ruling of February the 3rd, 2009, represented for Romania the first and only extension of sovereign jurisdiction and sovereign rights of our country after the Great Union of 1918. It was also the first ruling in the history of the International Court of Justice to be delivered unanimously by ICJ judges after more than 40 years during which this complex bilateral political dispute could not be resolved through bilateral negotiations. This important legal and diplomatic success which definitely settled the dispute and resulted in Romania being awarded approximately 9,700 square kilometers of continental shelf and exclusive economic zone in the Black Sea, representing almost 80% of the area in dispute before the ICJ, is an example of the peaceful settlement of disputes in the Black Sea area through the use of international law rules and instruments. Romania's team in The Hague trial was led throughout the duration of the trial, 2004-2009, by the current Minister of Foreign Affairs, Bogdan Aurescu, as Romania's agent before the International Court of Justice. The Romanian team included diplomats and experts from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, as well as specialists from the Ministry of National Defence and the National Agency for Mineral Resources. In total, the team was composed of 20 members, 17 Romanians, mainly legal diplomats from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and other experts, and three foreign advisors, experts in international law, all acting under the authority of the Romanian agent. The Romanian component of the team drafted written pleadings, totaling 
1,713 pages of arguments and evidence, respectively the more than 400 pages of pleadings presented during the public hearings in September 2008 before the ICJ judges. The settlement of the maritime delimitation dispute in the Black Sea is an example for other states and courts and the ICJ judgment has been cited over time in the case law of the ICJ and other international courts and tribunals as well as in international law doctrine. Romania maintains and promotes a deep commitment to complying with international law. I am happy to say even 14 years after the International Court of Justice ruling on maritime delimitation in the Black Sea, that this remains one of the most important achievements of Romanian diplomacy in recent history. I congratulate once again all my colleagues in the team I led, consisting mainly of Romanian experts, for the exceptional work they did to defend Romania's strategic interests. In the Black Sea Maritime Delimitation case, the International Court of Justice held that the Snake Island has no role or influence on the delimitation line between the continental shelf and the exclusive economic zones of the parties, namely Romania and Ukraine. Today, the Snake Island has become a symbol of the resistance and courage of those fighting for freedom and a democratic future. The presence of Russian troops so close to our borders was one of the most difficult moments of this conflict, but also a clear signal of the need to continue to offer multidimensional support to Ukraine, whatever it takes, until this war is won and those guilty of the crimes committed in Ukraine are held accountable. Because supporting Ukraine means strengthening Romania's security. Today, in support of Ukraine, Romania is strongly involved in the efforts to make use of international law instruments and relevant jurisdictional mechanisms to hold Russia and those guilty of illegal acts and crimes committed on the territory of the neighboring state accountable. In this respect, it is an honor for me to intervene as Romania's agent in the proceedings initiated by Ukraine at the ICJ against Russia, said the Minister of Foreign Affairs Bogdan Aurescu on this occasion. With regard to Russia's aggression against Ukraine, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs recalls that on March 2, 2022, Romania was among the 40 states parties to the Rome Statute that referred to the Prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, ICC, the investigation of crimes of genocide, war crimes and crimes against humanity committed on the territory of Ukraine, including in the context of the war of aggression initiated by Russia against Ukraine with a view to accelerating the judicial proceedings of the International Court and the immediate start of the ICC prosecutor's investigation. On September 12, 2022, Romania also lodged with the Registry of the International Court of Justice the Declaration of Intervention in the Proceedings 
brought by Ukraine against the Russian Federation concerning the dispute over the interpretation, application and fulfillment of the obligations under the 1948 Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. In order to represent Romania in these proceedings, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Bogdan Aurescu, was appointed as Romania's agent before the ICJ. At the same time, Romania also intervened in the proceedings brought by Ukraine against the Russian Federation at the European Court of Human Rights, the application for intervention being lodged on September the 16th, 2022. The Romanian Minister of Foreign Affairs, Bogdan Aurescu, had a telephone conversation with the Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Malta, Ian Borg, on February the 1st, 2023, on the main topics of Romania's accession to the Schengen area, the development of bilateral relations, as well as the intensification of cooperation at multilateral level, especially within the UN, in the context of Malta taking over the rotating presidency of the UN Security Council on February the 1st. Minister Bogdan Aurescu expressed his great appreciation for Malta's constant support for Romania's accession to the Schengen area and briefed his Maltese counterpart on the recent diplomatic steps taken to achieve this goal in a dialogue with the Austrian side, the Swedish presidency of the EU Council and counterparts for most member states. Minister Borg reiterated Malta's support for Romania's accession to the Schengen area, stating that there is no reason for further undue delay as Romania is fully prepared and meets all the necessary criteria. The Maltese official assured that our country can fully count on Malta's availability to use all channels in the dialogue with the other European partners on this issue, as Romania's accession will bring a benefit to all member states. Minister Bogdan Aurescu also wished his Maltese counterpart success in Malta's taking over the monthly presidency of the UN Security Council as of February the 1st. In this context, the two heads of diplomacy agreed to continue coordination within the UN and other international organizations as part of the efforts to support Ukraine. And this has wrapped up today's edition of In the Spotlight. From me, Daniel Bills, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. You're invited to listen to a merrymaking song performed by Sandu Flora, a traditional music vocalist hailing from the county of Karaseverin in Western Romania.
with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>